We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I'm getting a great feel for him. What a great guy. What a great pro. I mean, he's he's been awesome. He goes out early and, and gets an early stretch before everything. Then he's down there with the returners and helping the young guys. His presence in our in our room has been has been outstanding, and, and uh, it's, it's nice. I'm glad he's here. To have a guy like that just available on the street in August, is that surprising sometimes? Uh, he's a really good player. I'm glad we have him, you know, and I'm glad he was there that we can have him. So, uh, I mean, we, I, I call him the microwave. I mean, he just I – mean, you, you program and boom, a play's made, you know, and, and he's, he's, he's great to have. Chicago Bears special teams coordinator Chris Tabor. Tabe's one of the real good guys in the league. Uh, a pleasure to work with and be around. Talking about veteran Alec Ogletree, nine-year veteran. The Bears signed off the street a couple weeks ago. He's come in and made a big, big impact and I think is probably pretty much a lock to make this football team. I think Christian Jones is also probably a lock at inside linebacker. He can also slide outside uh, to play some outside linebacker. That leaves last year's backups, Joel Aibuniwe and Josh Woods, a couple of youngsters the Bears have been trying to develop the last couple of years in real jeopardy of not making the football team. And that's always the sad part of, uh, of the preseason. Uh, but it's the reality. You're going to keep the 53 best football players. Uh, Iggy, is, is his nickname is Joel Aibuniwe, uh, has been okay on some special teams contributions, has not appeared to be ready when he's gotten on the field with the defense in, in, in game situations. Uh, and Ogletree has suddenly emerged as tremendous depth. He's not pushing anybody. I can assure you uh, that, that the starters are going to be Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan. And Danny may be 31 years old, but the second half of last season was probably as good a half-season stretch as he's ever had. And now he's had a healthy offseason season. So the Bears in great shape there, but remember how de- how desperate they were for depth. It was so bad that when Roquan went down, they had to go sign Manti Teo off the street and then started him ahead of both, uh, uh, you know, Joel Aibuniwe and, and Josh Woods. So um, the Bears in pretty good shape at inside linebacker in large part because of the guy that Taves was just talking about, Alec Ogletree. Again, guys, our phone number 312-644-6767. If you've got some Bears thoughts, on your mind, questions, comments, whatever it may be. You can also text me at 312-644-6767 on the Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin Tech Zone. Right now, though, we are going to go to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, and welcome in Bob, who is joining us from out in LaGrange. Bob, how you doing tonight? What do you got on your mind? How you doing? I'm, I'm trying to figure out how can anybody on the score decide when 
and when Justin Fields should or should not play. I mean, what made them holy than thou? I don't get it. Wait until when? Why he has to wait? If he has talent, he should play. And, and, and so if he has skills, he should play. He's the best quarterback the Bears ever had, I said, ever. Now, Rudy Bukas and all those things, maybe way back when. Fields is a great talent. So why hold him back to my wait? Wait for what? Well, Bob, let me ask you a quick question, okay? Uh, and, and listen, I, I respect your opinion, and I'm going to try and answer your questions, but or, or you know, respond to your comment. But well, I don't, I don't want to put this question so that it sounds wrong. I, I take it you have not seen a single practice yet. As a matter of fact, the only thing you've seen of Justin Fields is what you saw on television of that preseason game last Saturday. Is is that fair? No, no let me let me answer that question. Well, I want to answer. I've seen ball players. I like Doug Williams, Steve McNair. When you have it, you have it. I've seen ball players. And guess what? Donnell Mooney is the best receiver on the team. Oh, Allen Robinson, no. Donnell Mooney ain't never dropped the ball. 193, 193rd pick. I'm making a parallel here. Nobody expected Donnell Mooney to be with this. He's the best receiver on the team. And he catches everything they throw him. Back to Justin Fields, also a phenomenal player. So why hold him back? Now, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence going to start it, that right? Most that, no, that actually has not been announced yet. As a matter of fact, uh, Urban Meyer talked today about the ongoing competition between Gardner Minshew and, and Trevor Lawrence and said that that's still open. Can I ask you a question, sir? Sure. Do you absolutely. think do you think Jacksonville is going to let Trevor Lawrence sit on the bench behind me? Come on, now. No. Bob, I, I'm just no, giving my... you the answer to your question. You, you just asked me, is he going to start? And the answer is today, Urban Meyer said it has not been decided yet. Okay, so okay, that's but the answer not, to your question. <laughs> another question. Uh, Andy Dalton threw a lot of interceptions with Dallas. Hey, excuse me, oh, the line. The line, okay, the line with the Bears. When does the Bears line become great? They never had a great line. They're not the Dallas Cowboys back in the day. So what are we waiting on? Let him play and handle his skills. Fields is not afraid to play. What, what are you guys afraid of? He might get hurt. You can get hurt coming out the shower. Right, so well, let Bob- him go. I appreciate your phone call, and if you if you want to uh, go ahead and listen now as I try and give you some answers, um, and, and I take it from your response to me that I am correct. The only thing you've seen of Justin Fields in the NFL was his performance against the second, third, and fourth string defense of the Dolphins last Saturday at Soldier Field. Um, you are absolutely incorrect. Darnell Mooney is a great young receiver, not close to Allen Robinson yet, who is the best receiver on the NFL in the NFL. And I don't doubt that, that, that you have a you know a, a solid football mind and you know what you're watching. But at the end of the day, oh, and by the way, nobody's being holier than thou, and nobody at the score gets to make the decision. We're, we're offering our opinions just like you just offered your opinion. Uh, the difference is that ours is based on a little more firsthand uh, observation and, and possibly knowledge. And so it, it's not a question of whether Justin Fields is good enough to get a chance to play in the NFL. It is a team and an organizational decision that you make when you decide who's going to be your starting quarterback and whether you want to throw a rookie out there on opening day, even if he has not had uh, the prerequisite experience to go out there and and have a chance to give his best performance. So I understand that it's a debate. I understand that a lot of fans feel strongly about it. Uh, In in your case, Bob, I don't think you've seen nearly enough of what's going on right now with Andy Dalton and with Justin Fields to know which one 
today gives the team a better chance to win opening day against the Bengals. Uh, now, it may be that had you seen enough, you would still want to see Justin Fields because there's a lot of folks who do. There is no yes or no or right or wrong answer to this. Uh, all I can tell you is that I've been doing this for, well, going. this is my fifth decade in the business. I do have a lot of uh, solid contacts and sources around the National Football League, including some of the most successful coaches and scouts in the history of the game. And there is not a single person in the league who I've discussed this with who believes that on opening day, Fields would be a better choice than Andy Dalton based on where the Chicago Bears are at right now. There are fans, there are knowledgeable analysts, there's folks in the media, but I have yet to find somebody who works in this business in the NFL who doesn't acknowledge that at least relative to everything we know about the history of the game and the way this works, that the best choice for the Bears on opening day remains Andy Dalton. You got to realize that there's other factors here. It's not just as simple as which one is the best athlete or which one is the best quarterback. I don't understand why the Bears promised Andy Dalton the starting job when they signed him. As a matter of fact, Bob, I was outspoken and haven't changed anything about saying I don't think he was the best option for the Bears. I've been very impressed with him since he got to town, since we met him, since I've gotten to talk to him. He's a really impressive guy. Uh, and he's got some NFL chops, 142 NFL starts. He's taken five different Bengals teams to the playoffs. Um, that said, I think he's pretty much strictly a game manager. I thought that there may have been a couple better options out there in free agency, uh, but he's the choice that they made. But any of the other guys that I thought were better options out there in free agency, I would probably also be making the case for it makes more sense for them to start, particularly if the team promised them the starting job. Now, I wouldn't have done that. The Bears did. They felt that was what it did to get him to sign here instead of in San Francisco. But once you make that promise and everybody in the league knows and then you break your promise and don't even give them that opening day start, what do you think that does to your ability to sign other free agents going forward? Once you tell this veteran quarterback who is coming in and taking solid command of that quarterback room, everybody in the rock room likes Justin Fields. They're impressed by him. But Dalton is the leader of this team right now. What do you think it does to the rest of that locker room when they say, we're not going to go with the veteran who's paid his dues over 10 years and has all this experience and a chance to help us win games and be a playoff team? We're going to go with the rookie. And if he makes mistakes, that's everybody's tough luck. These are all issues when you make this decision. Possibly the biggest issue of all is that you've got a general manager and a head coach who need to win now to continue to be the general manager and the head coach. And they don't want to lose games because there are rookie mistakes made that will be made, have been made by every rookie quarterback who's ever started in the NFL, that there's a better chance that a lot of that can be mitigated by going with the veteran. You got this middle-aged defense that has a chance a chance, I'm saying, to again be top five, top three, maybe the best defense in the league. I mean, you can't argue that when you just go over the credentials of their, you know, 12, 13 starters. You then do have to plug in, however, that five or six of them are 30 plus, And we don't know if they're still at their peak and can stay at their peak for 17 more games. That's something we're going to see. But it is a fairly safe bet that you're not going to be as high on this particular group next year as you are this year because of the age of all those 30-somethings. And so this is the time for this football team to try and make a run, Bob. And, and, and what gives them 
the best chance based on everything we know from the history of the game, statistically, however you want to look at it, what gives them the best chance on opening day to start winning games immediately is the veteran game manager, Andy Dalton. Now, I think that's going to change. I, I, I think that Fields will be the starter before the year is over. I can't tell you what the, uh, you know, the ignition switch will be. There's different things that happen. Quarterbacks get hurt all the time. If the team is not playing well under Dalton and at risk of dropping out of contention, you go with Fields. If the team is not playing well and is out of contention, uh, you go with Fields. So, you know, one of these things is likely to happen that will get Justin the job. And once he gets it, I don't think he'll give it up. Uh, I don't think he's going to end up on the bench for 16 weeks like Patrick Mahomes did his rookie year with Matt Nagy as his offensive coordinator in Kansas City in 2017 because it was so rare that Alex Smith, of all people, stayed as healthy as he did and had the Pro Bowl kind of season that he did in Kansas City. And that kept them comfortable letting Mahomes watch and wait. But many people will tell you that, that one of the reasons that Tom Brady and, and Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers were successful so early in their careers is because they sat for at least a year. Rodgers actually sat for three years and had a chance to adapt to the NFL, to, to learn what they were looking at, to have the sideline experience that you get in the NFL and need to be able to go out on the field and be successful. So, you know, these are all the things that are part of the conversation. Bob, really appreciate your phone call. Again, our number, guys. 312-644-6767. Looking forward to getting your calls. That takes you into the text zone as well. If you'd rather text, I'll answer some of your texts in just a moment. Right now, though, we got to take another quick commercial break right here at 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Do I want the fans behind me and this team and all that kind of stuff? Yes. Do I want them behind Justin? Absolutely, I do. Um, but I, that's not my focus. I can't focus on all that right now. Um, like I've said before, Justin's going to have his time, and Justin's going to have a great career. But right now, it's, it's my time, and so my focus is on being the best player I can be for this team and do everything I can to help this team win. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the Chicago Bears' starting quarterback, Andy Dalton. Um, and I'll tell you what, he really has been an absolute class act since he got here. You can tell that, that, that he knows 
you know, what the situation is. He's handled it excellently, and, and it's really remarkable to watch them all, the three of them, Dalton and Foles and, and, and Fields out in the practice field, because I'm convinced that they're not just blowing smoke up our butts. They are coexisting fine. They're all working with each other. Uh, I, I do see Dalton and Foles coaching fields all the time. I feel, I see fields going to them uh, for guidance. I see fields cheering them on as well. When we talk to Justin, he is also a really impressive young man. And, and, and he, see, he he reminds us, you know, of, of what his place should be as a rookie. And, and so with all the controversy outside the team, they do seem to be pretty well uh, settled inside Hallis Hall in, in the quarterback room and with what's going on. Um, there, there's a very important distinction here to make, guys, between what you just heard Andy Dalton say, quote, this is my time, and the famous Mike Glennon cut where he says 15 times in one sentence, um, what was it, this is my year, or, or I'm the I don't know if I forget how we, what he said. Um, the difference is that Andy 2017 Dalton, season is my year, so that's all I can worry about. I'm not worried about the future. I'm not worried about the past. There you go. This is my year. That, that's what I thought. And that was one of the 17 times he said it in that particular soundbite. Thank you, Studs. Studs is all over. This is my year. <laughs> um, but the difference is that Andy Dalton has 142 starts under his belt. Again, I know I've said this a few times tonight. He's taken five different Bengals teams to the playoffs. You know, people keep looking at Dallas last year. He was four and five as the starter with Dallas last year, and that was after the offensive line was completely decimated. They, they lost some time with Zeke Elliott. They lost some time with Amari Cooper. Yeah, he had a lot of weapons around him, but he didn't have them all on the field at the same time all that much, and that was a team that was in free fall. So to, to use that as, a, as an example... Uh, and then try and compare them to the Mike Glennon situation, these couldn't be more different situations. Glennon had never started anywhere. Um, Glennon got almost twice as much money as Dalton did. So this was, they they built a bridge to Justin Fields, knowing that they weren't going to want a rookie quarterback starting no matter who it was. And so while we're having all this debate and controversy outside um, the team, they're pretty well set on where they're at inside. Let's get back to the phone lines. William is in Pill Hill, and William joins us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. William, how you doing tonight? Uh, what I want to bring up, I haven't heard uh, anybody mention, you know, well, I don't hear every program or whatnot, but I haven't seen anything about um, uh, Robert Quinn's uh, sister. She won the 100 meters in the Olympics. Uh, she ran for uh, Puerto Rico, but she was born here in America, but uh, she ran you know, under the Puerto Rican flag. And I haven't heard anybody mention that. Well, William, I, I know there's been a lot of conversation about it. And I know you're aware that, that uh, Puerto Rico actually is part of the United States. It's just not a state. And I do know there's a distinction between competing uh, for, for Puerto Rico or for the U.S. Um, I got to be honest with you. I, I didn't realize that she had won. I knew she medaled. I had thought that she was part of a relay. To, but I, I could be totally wrong about this. I, guys, this is a different subject. We can get into it if you want. I don't know why they held these Olympics. I found them far from compelling. Uh, I, I thought it was incredibly dangerous. I understand that the athletes had trained all their lives, but to me it just wasn't the same as what we expect from the Olympics. It was a great story that, that, that Robert's half-sister uh, was in the Olympics. The Bears actually had a viewing 
party at Hallis Hall, at the team facilities, uh, the, the morning that she ran uh, in the finals. And so it's a story that, that, that I think was reported a little bit. I, I haven't heard anybody go into detail. I'm not a track and field guy, you know, obviously. So uh, I, I don't know that I can add much to it, except we talked to Robert again the other day. He remains uh, giddily proud, if you will, of his sister. Um, and uh, it, it was a great story, but but I'm not sure there's that much more that I can add to it for you. I, I Hope, just to just to fill in the gaps here, his yes. sister won the 100-meter the race is what she won. She did win gold. I remember them talking about this. She won gold. And uh, so, yeah, it was the 100 meter. Uh, yeah, thank you, because I, I, I knew she had won a medal, uh, but I paid so little attention to these Olympic studs that I, I wasn't sure of what the details were. I can tell you um, that, that the Bears as a team embraced Robert's family situation, embraced his joy. Uh, as a matter of fact, if I've got this story right, um, Alec Ogletree and Robert Quinn, I, I, I know I've got this right, they're, they're pretty close. They spent a lot of time together. Uh, with the Rams, and, and I believe that Ogletree had come to town and was at the viewing party before the Bears signed him and then was getting ready to leave town, and his agent called him and said, don't leave town, the Bears want to, want to, want to sign you. So that was what brought Ogletree to Chicago originally, was to watch her run in that race with his buddy Robert Quinn. So I don't know, William, maybe that's part of the story you didn't know. Um, but beyond that, I wish I could add more for you. I just know that regardless of what I thought of these Olympics and anything else, to compete at that level and to win gold, she is obviously a very, very special uh, young lady. And what does it tell you about the blood? Clarifying further, Hub, sorry, the 100-meter hurdles. I left that, okay. that detail out. That See, that's the part. I, I didn't think she won the 100-yard dash. I thought that she had been on a relay team. But, yeah, 100-meter hurdles, that now now I do remember. And, and, again, none of this changes anything, and none of it, you know, uh, other than to get it right for her and the family. Um, so thank you, studs. Um, but, I, you know, if nothing else, it tells us a little bit uh, about uh, what kind of athletes these kids are. Uh, and, 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 by the way, you know, William, for whatever it's worth, not only did his sister win gold, Robert Quinn is having an excellent training camp. He has, again, missed a day or two there. Uh, the Bears call it load management. They call it being extra careful with a 31-year-old veteran. But he looks like a different guy than the guy that we saw all last season. Um, I, I think you saw it in that first exhibition game, the first play. He was the one who collapsed the pocket, much like he did in his first snap at a Bear in the opening game last year and got one of the only the two-and-a-half sacks he got on the season. Um, but he is just tearing it up out, out at Hellas Hall when he's out there. He, his first step is unbelievable, and he is making life miserable for some of these poor guys that are trying to claim the left tackle position. Um, and both he and Khalil Mack, at least right now, look like they are ready to go. And, and if that's the case, it will give the Bears possibly the best pass rushing duo, duo in the NFL. When you look at their careers, they certainly clearly qualify as candidates for guys who can claim that distinction if they can both stay healthy. Um, and both uh, keep playing the way they have so far. Let's get back to our Circa Resort and Casino hotline and welcome in Jimmy. I think Jimmy's out on the Edens in traffic. Uh, and Jimmy, I hope the traffic's not too bad. Thanks for staying with us. Hey, how you doing? Car. I'm good. Can you? Okay. So, you know, the Bears really perplex and make some decisions that are questionable. My, my main point is, does Cole Komet need a $9, $10 million babysitter? We could use that money. We should have used that money before for a defense or an offensive tackle because the dishonesty within the organization and letting us know that um, Jenkins was 
injured, even if they didn't tell us, they should have planned for it. They knew it was happening. They should have gone out and got someone. They also need a cornerback. So I just don't see where Jimmy Graham is worth the money. Well, all right, Jimmy, a few things here. First of all, it's not $9, $10 million. It's more like $7 million. The rest of that contract uh, was absorbed last year. Or Let me rephrase that. The cap savings, had they cut Jimmy Graham, would have been $7 million. But I don't know if you've been watching or not. Jimmy Graham had the third most touchdowns of any tight end in the league last year. And over the last three seasons, he has the second most touchdowns, trailing only Travis Kelsey. Jimmy Graham can still play. We have heard from almost every player on that team over the last few months that Jimmy Graham is possibly one of the most important, the most important, maybe even leaders in that locker room. And and, and he is anything but a babysitter for Cole Komet. That is just not an accurate or even reasonable portrayal of what his contribution to this team is. Now, you can make the argument that if Cole Komet is going to be the future and he's your why, your 60-minute tight end, maybe they could have used that cap space somewhere else. But I am personally delighted that Jimmy Graham is still here based on everything that he brought to the team last year and what he appears still able to bring to the team. That's number one. Number two, at no time were the Bears dishonest in any way about what went on with Tevin Jenkins. Um, Tevin Jenkins practiced full speed at the final veteran minicamp on June 17th then left Chicago like the rest of the team and apparently came back with some back soreness. Now, you know, whether that had happened before he left or not or whether it happened while he was away from the team, we don't know. Nobody's really bothered getting into that all that much because it doesn't help the situation. But we were told on day one camp that he was injured, you know, that he had a back problem. We were told that they hoped it wasn't serious. You know, by virtue of the fact that they waited three weeks, that, that they really did hope it wasn't serious before going uh, to the option of surgery. So, you know, they, they, they have not been disingenuous in any way. Uh, they knew, I'm sure, about the surgery a couple days before they told us, but so what? You know, that, that doesn't really matter or change anything. Um, and now, you know, they've told us that, that they hope to have him back this season as someone who's had three back surgeries, even though they're not giving us specifics, nor are they really legally allowed to because of HIPAA laws, I can tell you that that suggests that, that, that this is a lesser type back situation and that there is still a very good chance that he can have a great career in the NFL. I don't know if he's going to play this season or not. So, uh, you know, Jimmy, I will give you that they maybe could have made some better roster decisions. They shouldn't have the mess at the tackle position that they do right now. But I will disagree strongly that it has anything to do uh, with Jimmy Graham still being on the football team. I, th I think Bears fans should be delighted that Jimmy Graham is still here. Um, and, and I get it. You know, people weren't sure last year when they gave him the deal. Nobody understood why he got the no-trade clause. It seemed like a lot of money. But he has performed up to that contract. And, and so I, I don't really get where you're coming from, to, to be honest with you, other than to say that the front office does have to take responsibility for the, the uncertainty right now at the tackle position, for, for the lack of better answers at the tackle position. But I don't think you can tie it in any way uh, to the decision to keep Jimmy Graham or to this suggestion that they've somehow tried to mislead or, or bis, been disingenuous in any way uh, with the health of Tevin Jenkins. I really don't think that's the case. So, 
Guys, 312-644-6767 is the number. I'm Hub Arkish. I'm going to be with you until 9 o'clock this evening on Chicago's very favorite all-sports radio station. We have Eric Edholm, the NFL and draft expert for YahooSports.com, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. But I've still got almost a full half hour that I kept clean for you on the phone. We're going to take your phone calls or your texts at 312-644-6767. I have to take a very quick commercial break here but when we get back we'll get right back to the phone lines you've got the score you know i mean i've been i've been competing since i was 14 years old and you know that's something that's hard to let go of you know i mean, I enjoy being here um i love this game and you know i mean i love scoring touchdowns and and you know to you know to be to be the oldest guy on the team and you know to be out here grinding every day with these with these guys um you know you got to have a little bit of that in you you know, I mean, I definitely have a chip on my shoulder. You know, I always want more and, you know, I always demand more for myself. And, you know, obviously blessed to be here, you know, in this position playing in my 12th year at, at the age of 34. Chicago Bears tight end Jimmy Graham talking about his situation here in Chicago just the other day. I am Hub Arkish here at 670 The Score, visiting with you until 9 o'clock this evening. Right now we're taking your phone calls at 312-644-6767. Hoping you will join us on the BetQL listener line. I do apologize. I kind of screwed up on some of our sponsors, and I hate to do that. I'm happy uh, for Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. They got a couple extra mentions. They sponsor our guest hotline, and we're good enough so far to bring you both Patrick Finley of the Sun Times and Adam Hogue of NBC Sports Chicago. And we'll be bringing you Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports.com at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. But it is the BetQL listener line where you guys are joining me on the phone. And right now we're going to go back to that BetQL listener line and welcome in Joe, who's out in St. Charles. Joe, thanks for dialing us up. How you doing tonight? Good. How about you? Good, thank you. Anyway, um, for my money... I'll bet you 90% of the time they are going to line up with double tight ends and not worry about the tackles. That's going to take care of that problem. And they're going to use Komet primarily and the guy they picked up from the Steelers. And I bet that works like a charm. Well, Jesse James is, is the new tight end that you're talking about most recently of the Steelers. Well, actually, most recently of the Lions, I believe. He, he was with the Steelers. He was with the Broncos. He's been around the block a few times. Uh, but he's looked good in camp. He looks to be a good addition. I think he probably has claimed the number three tight end spot from J.P. Holtz. I think they'll probably carry four uh, because Holtz is still a pretty good inline blocker. And then you've got Jester Horstead, who's who's catching passes out there. He's not a complete tight end, uh, but it is a possibility that, that, you know, they might want two Ys and two U's. And so then you would have, you know, Cole Komet and uh, um, Jesse James as your Y tight ends and Jimmy Graham and Horstead as your U tight ends. But don't rule out J.P. Holtz. We've also got this kid, Scooter Harrington, out of Stanford, but I think they'll probably try and stash him on the practice squad. Now, Joe, that said, your answer doesn't really quite work. I mean, they may be, um, you know, in in 22 personnel quite a bit, 12 personnel, where they've got two tight ends on the field. Um, But that doesn't cover for the tackles. I mean, you still need two NFL tackles in order to play the game at this level. And so... Um, they can help out 
a lesser performer at the position, and, and that may be your point. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just trying to put an edge on it. Um, but just the idea that they can put those two tight ends out there, and that means don't worry about the, the tackles, that unfortunately doesn't work. They are still going to have to find at least adequate answers at both left and right tackle. And let's not, you know, get too carried away here. I mean, if Jason Peters, listen, you got Andrew Whitworth played to 40, you know, at left tackle with the Rams. It's not unusual for these, the, the great ones, and there's no question that Peters is one of the great ones, to play into their mid or late 30s. But, you know, 39 is really pushing it. Um, and he has, I, I've made this point a few times, not to be negative, to be factual. He's played 16 games just once in the last four seasons. And two of those four seasons, he only got to the half point, halfway point of the season. So that's what you really worry about. I, I will tell you, watching him at practice yesterday, and, and he only took limited reps. It was his first day on the practice field. But when he was in there, he was the first guy off the ball every time. This guy is one of the quickest players in the NFL at 340, 350 pounds. Now, to be honest, a couple of times he jumped the snap count. I was talking, uh, Bill Lazor, the offensive coordinator, came in and visited with the media about this yesterday uh, late in the day and said that one of the greatest talents of, of Andy Dalton that nobody realizes is that he's probably as good with the cadence as anybody in the NFL. Um, and, and, and Peters apparently was telling some coaches afterwards he's going to need some time to get used to that. Um, but he, he is remarkably quick and remarkably athletic. For a guy 6'4 and 340 pounds, he looks to still be every bit of 340. And, and he does not have a great NFL body. He never has had a great NFL. Well, he's got a great NFL body. He doesn't have the body that you expect or that you're looking for. Um, but, man, he's a great football player if he's healthy. Jermaine Effetti, assuming that he's ready by opening day, we've not seen a second of him during training camp. He's on the pup list because of a hip flexor. But assuming that he is ready to go, um, you know, may be able to play that position. He played it pretty well the last five weeks of the season last year, but he did not play it well enough in Seattle after being a first-round draft choice to get a second contract from them. And again, I'm not going negative on the guy. That's that's the facts. That That's what he brings to it. His coach, Juan Castillo, says he thinks he's going to be a pro bowler this year, and, and, and Juan certainly knows more about offensive line play than I do, so we'll see. But can the old man stay healthy and get in football shape? Can Effetti get healthy and play 16 games? Because then you get to the depth behind them. I'm excited about Larry Borum. I'm excited about Tevin Jenkins when they get back. But you just don't know. Elijah Wilkinson, a, a wonderful kid. He's a journeyman. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's what we're seeing there. And then you really go to the next level with Lechavia Simmons and, and uh, actually Bedore uh, today, uh, another guy that they've been hiding, not hiding, that they've been keeping on the practice squad, had a knee injury the other day. I don't even know if he's going to be able to, uh, Treor, I think I called him, um, I don't know what I called him, but Bedore Treor, um, uh, you know, hopefully it's not serious. He can come back and compete. So, you know, it's a desperate situation because nobody is a sure thing right now, but could work out fairly well if Peters has got one more strong run in him and if Fetty can get healthy and stay healthy and, and, and play within himself and, and not lead the league in false starts, which was part of the problem in Seattle, and, and we'll see if they can make that work. Let's get uh, out to Rockford. Mike is a regular when I'm on the air. Mike, it's good to hear from you. How are you doing tonight? Again, it's, it's that time of the year, Hub, so uh, great to have you back on the air in this exciting time in Chicago for Bears football, but i got to tell you, Hub, you've heard me really throw Ryan Pace under the bus, okay? And I'm going to do it again. I, I think he got, okay, definitely 
Justin Fields was a great pick. He did what he had to do to get him. But again and again and again, aside from, from Fields, this is what he does. He sees a player in the first or second round or third round, and he always drafts up. How in the world could his scouting reports not tell them this guy was hurt in college? I'm talking about Mike, Mike, let me interrupt here. you. Mike, let me interrupt you for a minute. He wasn't hurt in college, okay? He had some back soreness late last season. He never missed a game with back problems. And, 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 and they've said that they were aware of some of the back soreness, but they didn't miss anything that anybody else didn't miss. And even more to the point, this is a product of the COVID situation. This is a product of no combine. This is a product of not getting the physicals that they normally get on these guys. So, uh, you know, listen, I'm, I'm not defending Ryan. I don't think he needs to be defended. Certainly there are fair questions about his performance overall, but I'm giving you, a, I think, a pretty good answer to, to, to the Tevin Jenkins situation. They didn't necessarily miss anything. There's reason to believe that whatever this injury is did occur possibly even after he left the team and went on that, that, that summer break before they came back. I'm I didn't, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, no, that's right. So let me ask you this. Is he, is this a, now I, I've had back issues. I'm not a professional football player. I've had my L5S1. I had two discs. I had uh, fusion in my spine. I mean, I pray to God it's nothing like that because I'm, I'm 56 years old and I could tell you that I've had back issues for 25 years and it's not a good thing. Um, I can't imagine playing at the NFL level, but the back problem is, is a good thing at all. But let me ask you this, Hub, real quick, and we're not going to know, only time will tell. Who's out there, who do you think, what teams have an overabundance of some offensive line tackles that might fall off? Anybody in our own division, the Vikings, the Packers, Alliance, some guys on their practice squad that the Bears might take a look at um, when cutting time comes? Uh, and I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Hub. Well, Mike, yeah, thank you for the phone call. I, I, I think you make an excellent point that this isn't over yet, that there's going to be more players on the street. And I'm sure the Bears will be looking to upgrade the the depth and competitive situation going forward with young players if they become available. But but there's a couple really good guys on the street right now. You, you know, and Mitchell Schwartz, who appears close to a full recovery from his February back surgery. Uh, Russell O'Kong, he's been waiting out there patiently because – he has a long injury history and has never been able to play up to the contracts that he has signed. When he's on the field, he plays up to it. He's a Pro Bowl talent, but he can't stay on the field. There's a few other guys. I don't know if Ricky Wagner wants to give it another shot, but he's still out there. Um, but there will be some other guys that will become available. But the problem there is that the Bears are up against it with the salary cap. Uh, you know, even bringing in uh, Jason Peters. They may have preferred to take a chance on 39-year-old Peters because they got him at the veteran minimum, which for him is very high because he's an 18-year veteran. The contract is almost $1.8 million. But Russell Okong and Mitchell Schwartz aren't going to sign for that. You know, So if you want to get a player of that level, you know, it's going to be tough. Now, if, if a guy like Ricky Wagner wants to come back, this would be on the right side. He's not going to play on the left side. Um, you might be able to get him, you know, in the million and a half range, the veteran minimum. Uh, but with where they're at with the cap, and by the way, they still would love to get a deal done with Roquan Smith this year. You know, let's not forget, they've exercised the fifth-year option, but you don't want these guys playing into that fifth year on the option, you know, and knowing that the price is only going to go up. They don't have the cap room to do that right now. 
they do want to keep Allen Robinson, but they don't have the cap room uh, to do it. Well, now, in his case, that's not true because they could actually save some money against the cap uh, by restructuring his deal because they're paying him at that 18 million franchise rate. But that gets you to the last part of this equation, which is that a lot of teams are reluctant to do new deals right now because nobody knows the cap could very well stay the same again next year. It could go up by 10, 15, 20 million dollars, but it could even go down again next year the way it works. There is going to be a reckoning at some point with the 2020 season. The players' collective bargaining agreement, both the last one and this one, calls for them to get somewhere between 47 and 48 percent of total football revenue. Well, with the cap that they played at last year and the lost revenue, they got more in the range of 60 percent. They got to repay that 12, 13% to the owners in the four year rolling cap average and the way this works. And so the owners have been careful not to try and take it all at one time to stay competitive and not create a bad situation. There is new revenue coming in with new TV deals, you know, being done and, and more of their streaming revenue and, and, and the other, you know, innovative things that they're trying to do to, um, you know, maximize their potential. But we don't know, and more importantly, the 32 teams have no idea what the cap is going to be next year and the year after. And that's what got the Bears in cap trouble. The Bears have done as good a job with the salary cap as anybody in the league and had the cap not gone down uh, by, well, in the end, it went down by about four, uh, I've got to stop and redo my numbers here. Uh, it didn't go down the maximum that it could, which was like $22 million, but it did come down you know, fairly substantially, and that's what left them in such a bad cap situation. It wouldn't have been nearly as bad if they hadn't had to deal with the reduction that they did. Um, actually, I think it came down $18 million, but they had a $7 million adjustment from unused cap space last year that they were able to take, and that's how they eventually got to their number. So um, the cap is also hamstringing them, Mike, in, in who they can look at and what they can do. Um, and that's a problem that is not going away immediately either. So um, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, guys, uh, I do want to get to the text line as well. I'm going to get to more of your calls in the next hour after we visit uh, with Eric Edholm, who's going to join us at the top of the hour. Uh, there, there's uh, one text here that I'll get to you right now. Quote, Hub, you are the best pace apologist ever. Um I don't think I just apologized for Ryan Pace. I just gave you the facts around what happened, uh, you know, in, in the situation uh, this off season. Uh, you know, Ryan, he's, he's got some wins, he's got some losses, but I do think at this point, wouldn't it only be reasonable to see what kind of team he's built, to see what these guys do, to finally be able to evaluate his draft from three years ago and have a better handle on two years ago? Last year's group is actually looking pretty good. We'll see what he did this year. Um, I don't think Ryan Pace needs anybody to apologize for him. He's had some wins. He's had some losses. And we're going to find out uh, if he can recapture his 2018 season, in which he was the NFL Executive of the Year. I think once you have one of those awards, you really don't need an apologist. So uh, it's going to be fascinating, as it always is, every season to see where this club is at. Um, I believe that this team does have a chance to be a playoff contender. I don't think there's much chance that they're a Super Bowl contender. I don't know if there's any chance for them to be good enough to win a playoff game, but just based on what they've accomplished the last three years and been to the playoffs two of the last three years and looking at what they've done with this defense, if Sean Desai is the right choice, 
um, I think there's a chance that they're a playoff contender. And so what do you do with them then if they go to the playoffs for the third time in four years? Are you going to tell me Ryan Pace is a bad GM? Let's wait and see. You know, let's let him uh, be judged on his merits, not on these opinions and preconceived notions that a lot of people have formed, some of which, quite honestly, are, are very unfair. So if that makes me an apologist for Ryan Pace, then I, I do it gladly. We're going to take a break here at Chicago's very favorite all-sports radio station, 670 The Score. Back in just a moment with Eric Edholm of YahooSports.com. That's next here at The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.